The SGP and IDP Pro Players Podcast is proud to be presented by WinBet. The official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And without further ado, here are your veteran IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary, the IDP tipster. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined with the senior IDP analyst for the SGPN Network, the man, the myth, the legend, the IDP tipster, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Gary, how are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm a little bit upset, though. I think we're going to have to fire that chick that does the intro. You know, I, I left a couple of messages for her, and she never got back with me. So, you know, I just... I, I think I found a better, sexier lady, so we might venture into that here soon. We'll see. Looking forward to it. IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100, get a $100 free bet at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party. This Saturday, sweat our bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over on youtube.com backslash sports gambling podcast. Plus, make sure to fill out our listener survey for a chance to win a $100 SGPN gift card. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash survey to take advantage of that. All right, Gary, we got a pretty decent show this week. We got some more news. We got risers. We got fallers. You looking forward to this? It's kind of like a wrap-up for us. You know, we're going to cover these free agent guys. John, after the show, we'll talk about next week because I'm wondering if we should put something together where we look at the people this affected. With these free agents have signed somewhere so they have their story but what did it do to the other person i like that idea the the fallout so looking at it this week we have a few of these guys i mean they have some upside and some of them i like some of them we definitely have to like i think that when we cut through the chase though that uh you know th- this is going to be fairly black or white yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we'll, we'll cover guys that have gotten better due to free agency, guys that have lost value, and some guys that are to be determined. And uh, like Gary mentioned earlier, we'll, we'll do the fallout for all this next week, too. That'll be a good show as well. Let's get started with some news first. So, Calais Campbell, defensive tackle, well-known IDP legend, has landed in Atlanta. Any interest mm-hmm. with him there with Mr. Grady Jarrett on the other side? I'm looking at ESPN right now, their depth chart. is this, Atlanta's actually put a formidable group together on that defensive line. Only thing that I don't like about it is I don't think there's anybody that's in their prime or going to over-succeed. Uh, it has to be a good thing for Gritty Jarrett. I still think he might be a little on the younger side comes to Campbell, man, I, he's too long in the tooth for me. I don't think that there's going to be a, much of a production for him to absorb. You've got like, a lot of young guys on this team. Yeah, no, I, I'm not too interested about any of these interior defensive lines, but maybe a Grady Jarrett. And, you know, he's inconsistent from year to year. This is a new system. What are your thoughts on him? 
Yeah, I mean, you've got a point. They definitely have made some moves. So they got David Onyemata, Calais Campbell to match up with Grady Jarrett on the uh, kind of interior there, uh, like the down lineman in their apparently 3-4 now. Taquan Graham was a guy I had a, a few shares of last year, and I kind of thought he'd be the future. But then you're right. They go out and get these old farts, and it's like, mm-hmm. what, what's what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that uh, overall move, it's it's positive move. They needed to do something. You look at the rest of this uh, whole roster. Uh, you even got Eddie Goldman on here. How in the hell did he sign the former Barry? It's just he's not. He's not. It's just lackluster. It was lackluster last year. The previous year. I know not all these draft picks haven't worked out, so I, I can see this be a good veteran move. They need some kind of turn in Atlanta and uh, so far it hasn't worked the last few years in the drafts. So. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good, real football move. We'll see if it translates to IDP. Another big piece of news this week, Bobby Wagner back in Seattle. Thoughts on this? What is, are you, are you interested? <laughs> what does this do to Jordan Brooks? What, what do you think? It's not shocking. And I, I, I like it, you know, for Mr. Wagner to go back and for the Seattle fans, he'll probably finish out his career there now. Um, so kudos to that. Uh, Devin Bush was signed. He actually looked like he had some upside. I can't jerk that upside completely away from him, but it just depends on, you know, if he can stay healthy, if he wins that weak side linebacker position. Uh, Jordan Brooks, I think his time is done. I, I've repeated it before this morning on the manager's pod, and I've said it in the past. He's just not as good as what they was wanting. I mean, realistically, I don't think that he graded out any better or slightly better than Cody Barton. Cody Barton might have been even better in PFF. I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me. But they both were below average. So Bobby Wagner's still top five. If you got him, great news. Uh, when it comes to Devin Bush, oh, man, he took a, he took a hit with this one. Absolutely. So, I mean, this this locks Wagner in as the guy to have in Seattle, and we'll see what happens for the Cody Barton-type role out of the other guy mm-hmm. there. That was some pretty big news. couple smaller splashes this week. Dean Lowry to the Vikings. That's just depth. Jimmy Ward to the Texans. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Bobby McCain to the Giants. Any interest in any of those? Bobby McCain might be interesting if he ended up getting that um... – uh, free safety position. He's a notable player. He just never really was put in a role that he produced a lot for Washington, uh, where he formerly was. So I got a little bit interested in him. If I, you know, I mean, I don't give a shit. They tell me the uh, the ball boy was named the free safety in that scheme. I'm going for it. Right. So yep. sums that up, I guess. And uh, Julian Love's gone too. And McKinney's got to mm-hmm. go somewhere. There's a safety slot open there. And we're not entirely sure who the heck it's going to be. So they had that uh, kid I liked last year, but he kind of folded after he got his shot because of injuries. Uh, I think he was a second or third rounder, but he didn't grade out real well. He didn't do so hot when he had his opportunities. Uh, Dane Belton. Yeah. Belton. Belton. Yeah. That's what it was. Yep. You know, I'm interested in that position more than anything. And then your other guy, Jimmy Ward. I mean, if he displaces Owens, that's great. We know that's a productive Jonathan Owens, uh, which he he was poorly graded. He didn't actually look at good on film. He was just productive by default, basically. So they might have brought in Jimmy Ward to actually just displace him and 
The only problem with Jimmy Ward is, is Owens will probably be back in at least six or seven games out of the year because Ward was always hurt in San Fran. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During the WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. There are so many ways to get in on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get a $100 free bet. Limited to state availability. And of course, for our degenerates only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 in free site credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head on over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. This offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by the SGP Masters. Looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world? You can. You can win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas to hang out with the guys. This contest is completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a hotel room using the promo code SGP15. And finally, we're brought to you by the SGP Final Four Watch Party. The Final Four Watch Party is going virtual. Hang out with the guys on their YouTube channel for the entire Saturday of Final Four action. Live bets, prize giveaways, and much more. Subscribe to youtube.com backslash sports gambling podcast and tune in on Saturday. Man, I'll tell you, those guys are having a hell of a time over there at the sports gambling podcast. I mean, there's a contest after contest. If you're a DJ, if you're a gambler, man, you got to go check out the network. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. They're tearing it up. Couple more pieces of news, then we'll get to the risers and fallers here. Uh, so Malik Reed has landed with the Dolphins. Man, the Dolphins are really uh, adding depth to that pass rush. Well, I thought you was going to say they're adding a lot of Broncos because now they got Chubb and <laughs> Reed, right? That, that's true. Le- Reed Reed went to Pittsburgh for uh, for a cup of coffee though last year, if yeah. I believe. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. It's probably just coincidence, you know, but I think it has something to do with scheme, possibly. I think Reed's a good fit, but logically, he's going to be deaf. I mean, he's going to be rotational at best. They're going to give Phillips and Chubb all the main main, uh, snaps. So as long as that's the case, you know, Reed's is somebody to put a pin in. And Agba's coming back this year. So, uh, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of depth there now. That's for I can't sure. remember. I thought they actually went on and moved on from Van Winkle. I think it was his name. But then I turned around and think they even re-signed him. So, yeah. if they did. Oh, I, I'm not sure. Van Stinkle, okay. that's what I call him. I don't yeah, really pay, right, pay attention right. to him. I'm looking, I'm looking at their, uh, yes, yes, they did. They re-signed him. So we're looking at Phillips, Van Ginkle, uh, Reed, and uh, Chubb, and a couple of other guys. So, yeah, not interesting. Depth piece, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about a different Reed, though? Jaron Reed to the Seahawks. Any interest there? A little bit. I think he's got the talent to kind of surface over there. We It was kind of odd last year. We actually had some production come off that defensive line for once, an interior defensive line. 
the only problem was it wasn't the same damn player every week. So it was really hit or miss, and it was tough. So can Reed break that mold? He didn't actually light it up in Green Bay last year, did he? Oh, I mean, a little bit. He, he was a decent, like, best ball guy. He got, like, you know, four or five good weeks out of him. But he just, you know, never knew when they were going to happen. Right, right. So that kind of just fits that MO in there at Seattle. Yeah, I'll, I'll be peppering him on uh, in some standard leagues as a death piece if I need a defensive tackle, if I'm going interior defensive line. Yep. Right. That's his only, this is not a sleeper value. This is a defensive tackle specific league value. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And last two pieces of news to Marcus Walker to the bears. This is a guy that was popular for about a month in IDP two or three years ago on Denver when he was relevant due to injury. He means nothing now in Chicago, unless you get a different take on that and Taylor rap to Buffalo. So, yeah, I actually just got done doing a short on YouTube about him. I actually like his dynasty potential. Things went a little bit left, I think, in the original scenario that Buffalo think they had when you do the reading and and all the reports. They were actually already targeting rap because they thought that they might not re-sign Poyer. Poyer re-signed. So Michael Hyde's under contract, but he's got an out in his. All right. So they really did like rap, and I find it a little bit tough to believe they got him so cheap just on, hey, come and try it out. I think that there's actually a little behind the scene kind of backroom deal thing, and I think he's just going to step in this year, and I think he can actually displace Micah Hyde if Micah Hyde is even still on this roster here in the next couple of months. It's definitely a possibility. This is a good guy to, you know, kind of add to your roster at the end of drafts and deeper leagues. And it could be very interesting, too, to see because he's not really been viable. Have you ever had him other than a depth piece in any type of deep fantasy league? Probably not. This position could offer some opportunity. So I I, hate, I don't want to call the guy a sleeper, but I think he is definitely a guy that's uh, got upside to some stock up future value. Yep, definitely a possibility. And, I mean, if you look at those safety slots in Buffalo, uh, you know, they are productive. De- DeMar Hamlin, before he got super hurt last year, was pretty productive. Uh, Micah Hyde has been in the past. Jordan Poyer always is. It's it's productive spot right there. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy continues their March Madness college pick'em. This is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is already busted. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All righty, it's time to talk some risers and fallers. And uh, I think we'll just kind of go down the line here. A riser, a faller, a to be determined, and we'll just go right down the line. Let's start with Caden Ellis. I've got him as a a riser. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. I feel like I'm on a game show. Let's go. Who's next? No, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, we'd be done in three minutes if we did it like yeah, that. Yeah. But, uh, right, but yeah, right. dude, there's there's no discussion here. Atlanta had maybe one linebacker. Christ, what's his name? 
Rashawn Troy Evans. Anderson. Oh, yeah. Well, Rashawn well, yeah, Evans. Yeah, we, we could count on Evans. Anderson was probably the other guy, but we, we're pretty sure Ellis is going to get some good snaps here. Oh, yeah, definitely. So far, they haven't re-signed Evans the last I had heard. And even if they did, I'm not too concerned because I think he would just take over that same role. Now, I was giggling when we were talking about looking at ESPN's depth chart for Atlanta. They actually have Ellis lined up on the weak outside linebacker like an edge rusher. I don't see that. I think he's going to be the interior weak side linebacker. I think he's going to be the guy that's going in coverage. And there's a certain things that's going to change because we're talking about the former defensive coordinator from the Saints coming over to Atlanta to run this game. And I don't think he's going to put Ellis in something that he didn't play before. You know, he's an off-the-ball type of dude. He's not an edge rusher. I, I'm not saying he's not capable. I think in the end, we actually might end up seeing Tory Anderson start as the run stopper, and then you'll have uh, Ellis out there on the weak side uh, and going in coverage. Believe it or not, I think it, it might transform to where Ellis is the everyday linebacker in this situation. Right. And in the worst case scenario here is he's just, you know, pass rushing and gets you a sack every two, three weeks. And that's not bad either. That's that's pretty good value. So regardless, right. he's going to he's going to have some value here. So we're in agreement there. First. Well, faller, I just want to I want to add one more little tidbit about this. Now, we've seen this whole this position, this this whole thing with Oakaloon in the past and, and all the production that comes out of there. Keep one thing in mind. This is a huge scheme change, but somebody's got to eat, and and I still think it's going to be Ellis. I just don't know if we have any. I don't think we have that Oakaloon. I don't think we. I think we lose that huge ceiling. Usually, don't have those huge ceilings come out of guys that's in the three four base. Yeah, right. Unless it's CJ Mosley. Yes. Mm. Uh, all right. First faller that we are probably in agreement on would be Drew Tranquil. And uh, this one's pretty obvious, right? Like Casey's uh, got their linebackers pretty set in stone. So uh, unless something happens, I think he's toast. What do you think? Yeah, at this point, you almost look at him as a droppable piece in dynasty leagues and in redrafts. I, I, I just don't think uh, at this moment that he's going to hold any value. And unfortunately, I don't think he's going to see much production. Yeah, it's too bad coming off a career year. But our first to be determined is Cole Holcomb Steelers. And if I had to take a gut guess on this, I would say riser because, well, he didn't play last year. So, you know, something's more than nothing. But in general, I I think we could see good numbers out of him if he takes that uh, inside linebacker role that Schobert used to have and whatnot on the Steelers. Uh, What do you think? bringing him up before he's got an injury history i i'm already scared of the mike tomlin history jerking the rug out underneath guys like miles jack last year you know i just sometimes it's not the player so to be determined uh, mr holcomb uh our next riser i think we'll save him for next week when we talk about fallout it was going to be matt milano but that's okay we'll, we'll talk about him in fallout so let's talk about alex singleton i i think with a three-year contract, after coming off what he did last year, kind of locked into that role where he gets 75 80% of snaps a game, I think we get a ton of production out of this guy because we got a ton last year and he didn't play the first half of the season. 
what isn't to like about this guy? He's an outlier. He's almost like seeing a ghost when it comes to production per snap, per play. This guy's just a beast. And at this point, getting a three-year contract in Denver, they're serious about it. It's one of the better contracts of any free agent inside linebacker this season in a flooded market that a lot of these other guys like Tranquil took a big hit. So, yeah, yeah, huge riser, huge riser. He's going to be a tough one to, for people to get a hold of. Oh, yeah, yep. Good call there. We're in agreement on that one. Next faller I've got on the list here is Von Bell. And this one could be debatable, but I mm -hmm. just think that he's not going to have the same role he had in Cincy. They may have some three safety sets and whatnot going on out there. Too many chefs in the kitchen. It, it Just in terms of tackle competition, you got Luvu, you got Shaq Thompson, you got Jeremy Chin, you got Xavier mm -hmm. Woods. Now you got mm -hmm. Von Bell. That's a lot. In a new scheme that he's he's not coming from, it's not the same type of scheme that Von Bell had in Cincinnati. So, yeah, right now it kind of looks like a depth thing. Unless we see – here's the one position that I want to find out who's going to be playing this thing for sure to make a 100% call on Von Bell is they've moved Luvu to the outside as an edge rusher, which was, that was what he was originally was before last year and his transformation into stardom and down there for Carolina. So from what I understand, they're moving him to the outside. So you got Shaq Thompson on the inside. This is a 3-4. We need another linebacker on the inside next to Shaq Thompson. Do we know who this is? Could it be Jeremy Chen? Yeah, could Von could Bell end up being strong safety and then in a box? It, it's... Too many questions about a defensive back that, yeah, I do think that he's got a huge upside if everything goes perfect. But considering his age, the the position, uh, he's fell out of value considering what he's had in the past. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely fallen. Yep. We're in agreement on that one. The next to be determined is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And we talked about this last week with uh, Macri on the show. Detroit's kind of in flux. We're, we're not sure how things are going to go. And a big chunk of his value last year was those, what was it, six or eight, something yeah. like that, interceptions. Mm -hmm. That's tough to recreate. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that's going in his favor that I'm going to say this works out and ends up he would ends up that he he's being a riser and when you when you look at that short little sample that we had last year i mean it was booming so you can't call him a sample on that he flashed we know he he has the talent but we need a full year of this so i'm going to call this riser call i think we get him and we have him for a full year at a at a decent level now, am I going to go chasing after him? No, he's not nearly at the top of the list anymore. I'm not so sure. We might see Chauncey Garter Johnson playing something like what uh, What was the guy's name? Their their former draft pick, Will Harris. Mm, yep. I think, you know, where Will Harris last year, who had been moved to corner, back to safety, back to corner, I think was playing some slot. You know, I, I think he sees playing time but I'm not sure he gets that sweet safety spot in the deep field or up close. How about you? Yeah. I mean, if, if I had to make a call on him, I don't know, man, I, I I'm going to say about, e yeah, I'm going to say about even with last year. Cause, cause what he doesn't get in picks, he'll make up for in tackles, assuming he gets to play every game and doesn't miss a big chunk of time mm -hmm. to be determined. That's why he's in that list. Fact. 
The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations, so please, go and give what you can. And let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope, by knowing we all really do care. Ah, morning. Nothing like waking up to crying kids, hungry pets, and an angry alarm clock. All a football fan wants is to get your kids to school, feed the dogs, and clock in at the office, and then you can finally settle in and enjoy a moment of peace with your morning cup of coffee. And you are just in time for the SGPN IDP Pro Manager Podcast, nice. which your idiot league mates haven't yet discovered. Ha! Let Brad, Craig, and Gary start your day with all the reliable IDP information you need. Money. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern on the SGPN Fantasy Football YouTube channel, where your SGPN IDP pros know exactly what you need awesome. besides another cup of coffee. Darn. All right, let's pick it back up with our next riser, and we're going to go with, uh, we'll see if Gary agrees, Bobby Okariki now on the Giants, and this one's easy for me. He's better than any of the schmucks they've had there the past couple of years. <laughs> well, well, we, we go a little bit farther down here. I'm going to circle back. I want, I want, I want you to rank these for me. Uh, the, the risers, these right, the inside linebackers, I want, to, I want to rank these at the very end if we can remember to do that. Sure. He would be my number one. I mean, how's he not my number one? Okay. Out of all the ones that we would have to call risers, he's going to be my number one because he's a solid veteran. I think Macri mentioned it last week. Uh, I actually listened to that pod again today, John. It was very interesting. If you guys haven't caught it, you really got to go catch it. Search for SGP and fantasy football, uh, wherever you get your podcast is going to be with, uh, I think it was March 25th episode. He's had his good seasons and he's had his down seasons. He's coming off one of his best seasons. Of course, it was a contract season. So that's understandable too. We got to love what we think we know this inside middle linebacker is going to, uh, that position offers based off of Tay Crowder, Jalen Smith, few of the little bit of samples that we've had this past couple of years. What's there not to like? The guy actually is fairly decent at staying healthy. Uh, I believe he outlasted Leonard most of the time. This yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Do I think out of the whole risers class that we're talking about, do I think that he's in his best prime or the best talent? Nah, probably not. But he's got the entire package, and he's got the beautiful scenario that he landed with the New York Giants. Yep, I'm in agreement on that. He is looking good. Uh, the next faller on our list is Zach Allen. And for me, I'm putting him as a faller because it's not the same scenario. It's uh, TJ Watt's not on the other side. Uh, no, Marcus no. Golden's not coming in there and disrupting things. It's not, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, a 4-3. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of chefs in the kitchen over in Denver. Randy Gregory, all the other random guys they have uh, rushing the quarterback. Uh, I just don't feel like we're going to see the same numbers. What do you think? Well, that's exactly the same take I had on IDP Pro Manager. So 
did you catch a show this morning? Did you have <laughs> some Duff coffee with us? <laughs> nah, okay. 100%, man. Taking the words right out of my mouth. I can't follow that up. It's beautiful. A totally different scenario. And it's not as shiny as it's been. You summed it up nicely. All right. We are in agreement on that one. Our next to be determined, Nicholas Morrow. And there's actually a raging argument. I just checked Twitter going on in IDP Twitter at the moment about the Eagles linebacker situation. And the way I see this is Nicholas Morrow is locked in. He's going to be a starter. I think Nicobe Dean's the other starter. But there's some Jack guy. I, I didn't even know this dude existed that uh, everyone thinks seems it, it seems to think is going to displace one of these guys. I mean, I've been I've been on my Twitter a little bit. I like my Twitter. Yes, indeed, I do. But I uh, know I I haven't seen this. Of course, sometimes I just kind of shade out the, the noise, too. I, I think in general, you know, Morrow should be about the same as last year. He's never been flashy. He's never given us splash plays, but he'll have a decent tackle floor and he'll have a pretty Are you good. Are talking about Devon Taylor? Who? Uh, no, it's uh, the hell is his name? I got a Patrick Johnson, Kyron Johnson, Kristen Ellis, Sean Bradley, Nicobe Dean, Morrow, and Devon Taylor. Jack Campbell. Where the hell? Yeah, I don't see him on our lads either. I don't know who the fuck Jack Campbell is. Oh, for fuck's sakes! It's it's, it's a it's a the guy hasn't been drafted yet. Oh. It's an Iowa linebacker. Okay. My thinking on this is he's never been a big splash play guy, but he should have a similar role. He should get pretty good snaps every week for the Eagles. He'll get us a solid tackle floor. But that leaves him, you know, about similar to what he was last year. So I don't see him rising. I don't see him falling. Uh, thoughts on Nicholas Morrow? Probably more of a threat to fall than he is to rise. I want to say in the end that he just holds steady. Because he didn't really blow it up last year prior to anything. Um Morrow's a tough situation. I'm going to think about this and probably go with, I think he lands as a faller. And that may call, call this, I don't know, wishful thinking, but I'm hoping Dean comes back out and actually proves everybody was such a high draft pick. That's why he's to be determined. We'll have to circle back on that one. Next guy, back to the risers. We've got Eric Kendricks, and it's, it's you know, he actually had a bit of a down year for Minnesota last year, so I think technically he rises because, you know, he's the only guy with a pulse that's going to play linebacker for the Chargers and play every snap, so all the production's his. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to step right in there, and uh, he doesn't have as good as defensive line in front of him. I, I mean, Joey Bose is getting longer than the two. Uh, I know Darius Smith was, you know, he's a little old too up there in Minnesota, but he's not all banged up. He can play. So that's the difference between him and Boza. And then you look at Mac on the other side, there's another aging guy. So uh, Kendrick kind of fits right into this, doesn't he? You know, they pulled some, they've got quite a few older guys here, but there's no reason to think as long as Kendrick's can stay healthy. He might not be as fast as what he used to, but uh, there should be a lot of production opportunity here. I don't know who they're going to play with him. Yeah, right. But uh, he's locked in. We know that. So we're, we're in agreement on that. Mm -hmm. uh, 
fallers Kazir white going to the the cardinals i believe it was and this one's easy he he went from a you know somewhat starting role 70 something percent of snaps a game and the eagles to he's not gonna play much in arizona i wouldn't think so we can't assume that they get those two high draft picks there this is probably putting them a little bit on notice. Maybe they brought him in just to, you know, put a spark under Collins and Simmons's ass. I don't know. Simmons ass, but who knows? Uh, but definitely faller. Definitely faller. Yep. Yep. Good call there. Uh, next one to be determined. Denzel Perryman. Uh, with Perryman this morning, it was like, I, I kind of changed my mind in midst air as I was thinking about this, because when you look at the roster, what else do they fucking have? Nothing. Mm. Right. So he's just, as it stands right now. Yeah. He he's, he's probably going to land well on his feet. Like he keeps doing somehow for the last few years. He He's not going to get you that probably, you know, top five production, but we've seen him in the past. He, he just, he absorbs it, productive by default, however you want to call it. He ends up, you know, making some kind of impact. How do you feel about it? I mean, it's kind of a mess over there. And uh, they got uh, yeah. they got Harris. They got Christian Kirksey. Uh, Kirksey always gets hurt. So there you mm-hmm. go. That's an avenue right there. Mm-hmm. Harris wasn't that great last year. That's an avenue right there. Yeah, Perryman could worm his way into some production. We'll, we'll have to see, though. Well, maybe they're putting Christian and Perriman together to try to get one. I don't know. I don't mm. know. It, when it comes to Harris, so uh, I if it's me, I think that they're better off starting off with Perriman and Christian starting out as the, the starters for the first of the year. Entirely possible. We shall see. Next riser is Aziz Al Shayer, who is the sole owner of linebacker IDP production, inside linebacker IDP production for the Tennessee Titans. There ain't no one else there. Yep. And I like this one because he's not a default winner for me. The guys actually had elite showings, flashes, whatever you want to say. He's always been above par when he's had his his chance in the past in San Francisco playing for Fred Warner or Drew uh, Greenlaw. He's always lived up to the par, and he actually wasn't this past season, but the season before, I believe he had a lot of play, and he looked really freaking good. And and they, I think he really made some outlier plays towards the end of the season. They might have went to the playoffs or something. But then it, we're right back to square one. And this is a good thing for IDP managers because he didn't do shit last year with only minimal snaps because Drew Greenlaw and Fred Warner managed to stay healthy. So you're good. This might be your best bargain guy. This mm. is we were telling this people about this guy before he ever signed with the Titans that you should be stashing him like midseason last year. Uh, literally, if you would go back. So this is I really like where he's landed. I, I think that. Uh, in landing spots, I don't think you could get any better than this other than Okere. Mm, yep. Oh, yeah. He's locked and loaded, no doubt. The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of Dynasty, individual defensive players, Superflex, and beyond. That was 
IVPGuys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football. Ever notice these days how things have changed with sports entertainment? Suddenly everyone is edgy and they don't mind offending people with offensive words. It's everywhere. Podcasts, to radio, to primetime TV. All I want are NFL defensive player reports. Maybe a quick update on the best streaming corners. And yet, I have to hear about the dirty O. That's right. <gasps> offensive player discussions and hot takes blocking my path to the sweet, sweet defensive information I need. Bullshit. That was until I found the IDP Pro Players Podcast. And now, unless the IDP pros John or Gary mess up, Uh-oh. I know I'm not going to be offended by their no dirty O approach. Damn. So take my word for it. Catch the Sports Gambling IDP Pro Player Podcast every week and leave the dirty O behind. So if you or someone you know has an IDP degenerate problem, that's terrific. And the fantasy move to make is to go follow a couple of the best veterans in the fantasy football industry. That was on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P, R-O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. Oh, yeah. All right, let's pick it back up. We're going to do a couple to be determines here just so we can end with a nice one, two, three punch. Uh, Anthony Walker browns we talked about this one a little bit last week with macri it's just a mess mess and flatline for me uh if i just got to take a stab in the dark i'm about as interested as uh going out here and picking up my neighbor's dog's shit so uh, we'll just go with uh faller yeah beautiful and uh, another to be determined, Javon Hargrave. And if I had to make a bet, I would say Faller on this because, you know, first of all, the, he's not on the same defensive line. Bosa's great, but they don't have much else defensive line wise over there. Uh, and that was that was part of the magic last year for him uh, was, you know, they couldn't block anyone on that defensive right. line. So he got to eat. Yeah, I can see it. He's definitely on the. I think it's a. I think it's a great fit to put them with Boza, but I think it benefits Boza more than anybody. So, mm. and when you're coming off the season that Hargrave just have had, yeah, it, there's nowhere but kind of down here. And the way that they, I don't think people understand. I think the way that the 49ers scheme those two interior defensive linemen, they're not actually getting after the quarterback so much now hargrave is an outlier he, he he's got his own uh, uh his own get up and go he's an elite player but he had a special situation going on in philadelphia last year and that's not going to be that way and with the niners just like you said yes sir all right last three let's finish it out Last riser, Jesse Bates, and you put him on this list here. I, I mm-hmm. wasn't going to make a call either way, but uh, mm-hmm. thoughts. Why is he a riser? Another guy that realistically shouldn't be any way but up. All right. You know, he's he's been one of those free safeties for the last couple of seasons that uh, just he plays deep in the field. He's been on a team with a good D in front of him, defensive line. Um, now I do like what Elaine has put together, but these guys are, you know, a little older in the tooth in the line of, in front of them. He's got a bunch of young guys in front of him running around. If it's Troy Anderson, Ellis is not a young guy, but he's got very little experience in field playing. He was a special teamer before he had his little mini breakout. So uh, right now, uh, if you think about, who's beyond the defensive line and, and, and kind of 
going to be running this defense? I think Jesse Bates is going to be really leaned on. And uh, I think the, he could bounce back. Do we have that D, top DB1 that we once thought we had? Likely not. But considering that he's been almost, what, DB3, DB4 in standard leagues to where you can't even really use him? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a riser. Yeah, yeah. Well, his role in Cincy was not very IDP relevant last year, so I, I can I, I can see that he'll rise production wise. I'm with you. Right. Uh, our last faller is Julian Love. This one's very straightforward. He is not going to have the role he had in New York. He's not going to play nearly as much, unless, of course, Jamal Adams shatters into a million pieces, which is actually, now that I think oh. about it, very possible. So uh, it is oh. dependent on that, though. That's the problem. Yeah, well, update, Carroll just came out recently and said he had no freaking idea when he'll be ready from this uh, latest injury. What was it, a quad injury or something? Um, I, I think he has quite a few of those. Uh, don't quote me on that. But either way, I yeah, he looks like he was brought in just to kind of fill a gap. So when he does blend in, I don't think that he's going to have one of these dominant roles. Um, he's not necessarily built to be playing in the box i don't think he's that big of a dude and he's just a natural free safety so uh well this is definitely a faller compared to what he was looking at with the giants free safety last year absolutely and our last to be determined is the pair of tj edwards and tremaine edmonds now on the bears and i, I you know i think they'll both be fine for idp production but it's you know who's going to be better and do we see the same T.J. Edwards we saw last year? That's the question. All right. If I was a gambling guy and I was going to set some odds, I'm going to repeat myself in saying that I think the Edmonds and Edwards are both like top-end LB2s, all right? If I have to pick one that's going to outdo the other, I'm going to go maybe left. I think we talk a little bit talked a little bit about this with Macri last week, but I want to go with Edwards and probably the cheaper value. Uh, uh, whoever's going second here, I'd be interested in is an LB two, three type deal. Sure. Yeah. All right. All righty. That is our risers fallers next week. We'll uh, in all likelihood, unless something crazy happens, cover the fallout of these guys switching teams. Mm. And, uh, that's what we got. Uh, Good show. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not leaving until I hear your rank, man. I want to hear about your risers rank. Yeah, I got it. I got the list. All okay. right. So if right. if I had to go off the cuff here, I'd say Eric Kendricks one because that's it's guaranteed. He's 100 mm -hmm. of snaps every week. We've seen splash plays. We've seen tackle floor. He's number one. Okariki mm -hmm. two. Singleton three. Ellis four. Uh, we're not counting Milano because he's a fallout mm -hmm. guy. Aziz mm -hmm. El Shayer after that, and then Bates last. All right. All right, I am going to go Okariki, Alashir, and Ellis. And the reason I'm putting these guys first for my is I, I, I'm trying to get this huge-ass ceiling that's hard to reach anymore when it comes to having linebackers. So I want to swing for the fence in this, these, this risers list this year, this class. And so that was Okariki, Alashir, and Ellis. And then after that, Singleton and Kendricks, solid. I love Singleton. 
but I'm scared to death to put him on mine. You know, I don't know where you are on him. I mean, he does scare me, even though that I know that I'm going to regret not drafting that guy. Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen shenanigans before, but I, I think the, the contract cleared that up. I feel pretty good about him. Yeah, well, knock on wood. I hope I'm wrong about that one. I really do, because the guy is actually probably, he should be number one. The one thing about him, he's staying home. Jesse Bates, yeah, he's got to be last for the fact he's a defensive back. Yep. Well, good stuff. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll do this again uh, next week. Same time, same place.